A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the IM360 podcast. That's right, IM360 International Athlete Management 360. 360 means full circle. Exactly. Uh, as you may have noticed or may not have noticed, we've uh, had a complete rebrand of the, the company name. Um, the IM360 podcast will still cover the exact same things, everything college recruitment. Um, but uh, as you can see in the background, a bit of a logo there. The new logo, you'll see it around the internet. and We've got in, new shirts. Different places, new shirts, college shirts with, with the logo on it as well. Um, and I have grown a mustache in the space of a week. So That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Complete Some serious facial hair. Exactly. Happening quickly. Uh, now, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the YouTube is a, a shortened version of the, the podcast. Um, usually 10 to, to 12 minutes, um, you'll get a shortened version of, of each episode. Uh, if you want to listen to the full episode, you'll need to go to Spotify, iTunes, or any other podcast app. Any of them. Make sure when you go there, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, any other podcast app, yeah. you're subscribing, you're liking. We need your support. Keep giving us that support to keep us at the top of the world. Yeah. New name, still same great information, same great podcast. We are the best, will be the best, and stay the best in the world always. And we need your support to do that. So yeah. thank you very much for that. Exactly. All your feedback... Uh, it is also very important. Uh, if you have some feedback about our new logo as well and, and new polos, feel free to yeah to jump in and, and, and give us some information about about that as well. But um, look, this week's episode, Matt, episode seventy. Seventy. Did I mention that it was episode seventy? Seventy. Wow. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NCAA Division One and scholarship. More uh, specifically, how to receive. A scholarship from the NCAA Division One, and we're going to talk specifically academic and athletic scholarship, uh, and just sort of leave all the other financial aid tools at home. Yep, uh, <laughs> we'll talk specifically about these two scholarships because they're the, uh, I guess, the most well-known. Well, worldwide. and I think you know it's probably uh, certainly here, you know, in, in in Australia, but I think a lot of places and in international students that are looking at the U.S. system, yep. uh, everybody wants to go D one. Yeah. They want to go D1. They want to go D1 on scholarship. They want to do that now. They don't want to wait. They don't want to work. They just want to go there now. So yeah. let's cover that now. Exactly. So uh, don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about scholarship in the NCAA Division One and how you can receive one. All right, Matthew Wade, we've spoken about uh, the NCAA Division One in, in previous episodes. Division One! Exactly. If you haven't heard those particular episodes, not to worry. Matt's going to give a quick rundown on the division right now. Uh, so if you just want to give the people an overview of the NCAA Division One, Matt, that, that may not have listened to other episodes or, or may be new to the whole... The whole college recruitment process. And the whole podcast scene. Exactly. Nah, very good. Well, look, the NCAA Division I uh, is notoriously the quote-unquote, oh, that's the best. That's the best one. We, that, if, if, if you don't go to that one, then it's not worth going to. Well, look, again, I've got my own ideas around that, but <laughs> let's get to the specifics of what Division I actually is yeah. and what it means to be an NCAA Division I institution. Um, look, divisions in the United States are separated by size. All right, so Division One, all that really means is that it's the biggest. 
Uh, it's got the largest student population. Uh, it, it covers a very large area in terms of you know the size of the school and 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 the landmass you know of of, of the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily, they're in they're, you know Division One is, is division uh, different from Division Two and Division Three because of the revenue that they generate, um, and and ultimately that revenue that comes in uh, is is considered a, a, a resource. Um, that a school can then use to recruit student athletes. Mm-hmm. So, so typically, if the revenue coming in is a lot higher, then you know budgets can can be a lot higher, and and that way your recruiting can be a lot different because you can spend whatever you need to spend as an athletic program. Yeah. Um, now, I think that those are the biggest things. Divisions are are, are literally they're they're only separated by size. Uh, and and total revenue coming in, as well as the number of sports on offer. Yeah. So you're going to have, you know, a, a definitely like different levels of competition exactly. in, in all divisions. And I think that's that's what. Yeah, you well, uh, exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head there. As with all divisions, there's there's lower sort of standards of athletic competition and and high standards of athletic competition. But you just mentioned the divisions aren't separated based on how competitive their athletic That's competitions are. It's correct. all has to do with the school itself. But, um, yeah, higher levels and lower levels within each division. That's correct. So, yeah, yeah, divisions are not separated. It's not promotion relegation. You don't do very well in in, in Division 2 in one year in your, your specific competition, and then the next year you're bumped up to Division 1. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's not how it works. Um, the only way that a Division 2 would become a Division 1, which I've seen in the last year, uh, with with California Baptist University, um, they had, you know, their their student population grew to a point um, that it, that it was larger than any other Division two program in in the United States. Therefore, making the resources for their recruiting uh, a little bit bigger and better than than some of the other Division twos. So that's when they bumped them up to a Division one, and 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 now they're 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 a Division one school, but they're a, I guess a small Division one school. So again, divisions are separated by size, not the level of competition that you find within each. Exactly. Uh, and look, talking more specific or more related to, to scholarships in the NCAA Division one, um, you've got different athletes from from all over the world, internationals with varying uh, levels of athletic ability, varying you know different. They bring different academics to the table and a different academic history. Um, they're dealing with different budgets and financial capabilities, uh, different preferences if they do have any preferences. I guess for the sake of the episode, we'll say the preferences, the Division One, yeah. NCAA Division One, um, and you've got lots that went straight into the NCAA Division One from from their home countries, and others that you know took a different path and started somewhere else, and and, and I then, guess yeah. proved themselves, which we'll talk about later on in the episode, and then transferred into the NCAA Division One. But there's multiple different pathways to get to. The NCAA Division One is what what I'm getting at, and if you're looking for a scholarship, um, then you need to figure out the best pathway for you based on you know all those different variables that you're bringing to the table: your academic history, athletic history, your financial capabilities. Um, for example, you can only go where your academics allow you, or you can only go where you know your budget allows you. Yeah, um, you can only go where your sporting ability exactly uh, allows you. And and I guess the thing about you know who determines your sporting ability? Who determines your suitability for Division One? Well, yeah. sorry, but that's not you. Yeah. Um. And and I'm sure we're going to get into that later in this episode. Yeah. But um, 
look, I, I guess the the common theme is that, that you know Division One is the it's the best, right? It's the highest level of competition, so that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Well, well, look, that, there, there's some truth in that, and and yes, like the the, the most elite standards in Division One are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, like that's a, a, as elite as it gets in, in in amateur sport, not just in the United States but the world. You you've got Olympians that. That are competing in swimming and... It's considered um, amateur sports, but there's professionals competing in, like... Yeah. They're professional athletes competing in those top sort of... Yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and look, I, I guess the, the the biggest thing that, that you see, like, I mean, Division One, that's what you see on, on ESPN. That's what you see on, on TV, yeah. you know, with, with you know, 80,000, 90,000 fans <laughs> per game and, and, you know, March Madness with basketball and, you know, like, that. that that's the... I guess that's why people want to go Division One. Oh, I want, I want that. Yeah. Um. But but again, I guess when it comes down to um, the actual level of competition, yeah, like it, it, the best standards of competition in Division One are very high. Uh, but there are differentiating standards in Division One as well. Like there, there's going to be some Division One schools that 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 aren't as elite, but are still large institutions that are considered Division One. Yeah. Uh, the 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 biggest thing that you see in Division One that's different to Division Two, Division Three, the NAIA, junior college is that the, the disparity between the most elite standard and the bottom standard in Division One is a lot smaller. So so there's a higher expectation amongst all Division One schools of the level of athlete yeah. that, that they're recruiting. Whereas in in Division Two, you've got some Division Two programs at the most elite level. That are just as competitive as Division One programs mm-hmm. at the most elite level. Um, they're just smaller schools. Yeah. But what you see in Division Two is that the that disparity between top Division Two and bottom Division Two is a lot bigger than what it is in Division One, which is the same as the other divisions. Yeah, as well. exactly. Same there. as Division yeah. Three. Same as the NAIA. Mm-hmm. Same as junior college. So, so again, it, it's just a, a you know, a, again, a smaller disparity between best and and and, and worst. Yeah. And I think to get an opportunity and certainly to get a scholarship in Division One, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a couple ways to do that. But but you still need to be a very good athlete. Yeah, of course, very uh, good athlete. And, and we'll we'll talk about that. And a good student, exactly. So we'll talk about that in the in the next segment. So stay tuned. Matt, you don't just get a scholarship in the NCAA Division One because you you want one or you feel you deserve one or <laughs> no. your parents know a coach in the NCAA Division One or your coach from your home country knows a coach in the NCAA Division One. That's not how it works. Uh, you get a scholarship in the NCAA Division One because you've earned one. Correct. Uh, pretty pretty plain and simple. And I mentioned before, there's a few different pathways one can take to get to the NCAA Division One. Uh, and we'll start with, I guess, the, the first one, the more obvious one, is if you were heading to the NCAA Division One straight from high school as a freshman, um, how would you receive a scholarship if that's the way you're you're doing it? So right. heading straight out of high school yep. into the NCAA Division. Yep. So, so international students that have the opportunity um, in in the NCAA Division One straight out of high school as a first year student <clears throat> typically are 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 one of three things. Or, or a combination of those of, of three things. Yeah. All right. Firstly, um, you're talking about super talented athletes a- athletically, like yeah. superior ability. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and and you're going to see a big difference too between 
men's sport and women's sport. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's still, still, you know, the again, it's about disparity between top and bottom, right? In, in the men's game, you know, men's athletics overall are are, are super, super competitive. Uh, they're they're you know, participation numbers are higher than women's sports, and th- and that's just that's just the way of the world. Like, yeah. you know, it's 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 tough. But it, with, with for, I'll, I'll talk about the, the men's side first. You know, you 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 need to have an incredible athletic resume. Um, th- these are athletes coming out of professional uh, academies. Um, you know, like for for soccer or even even basketball. You know, basketball. Bas- we've seen we're looking through rosters, and you know, you've got athletes that are coming from their home countries, having represented their national teams. And yeah, like different you, championships. You know, U eighteen, U twenty one, U national team yeah. representation. You know, so so again, some of the most elite athletes in in your country. You know, like that 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 that's you know, golfers that 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 have you know below scratch handicaps you know you're talking plus two plus three plus four handicaps to be able to get a, a scholarship in your first year it, right away to to a division one school yeah. with with women's sport again it's a it's a little bit different like you don't necessarily have to represent your country for for basketball you know you you can be a, a very high level representative player yeah. in, in the women's game you you, you know a, a state level player in field hockey and you, you know the i guess you know, again, men's and women's sports are, are, are completely different, so you can't put them all in in, in, in the same yeah. yeah under the same blanket and say, oh, you have to represent your country uh, to get a scholarship in in Division One because that that's that's not true. We've mm-hmm. we've got uh, you know a lot more girls in Division One than 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 boys, but the boys that we do have in in Division One have have had unbelievable athletic resumes. Yeah. Again, you know the the. You know, national representation. You're, you're talking about unbelievable scores uh, with, with with golf. You're, you're talking about you know Commonwealth Games representation yeah. in in track and field and swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, you're again you're talking about the best of the best to get a scholarship. Again, get, uh, getting an opportunity is one thing, but getting a scholarship uh, yeah. is, is something that's completely different. And we'll and we'll, we'll touch on that. So yeah, exactly, coming from the other side of the world uh, as a freshman, again, the coach doesn't know how you're going to adjust. Like for them to want to spend a large portion of their budget, and, and college recruitment acts in a similar way to to professional organizations with the way they recruit athletes. Like exactly, I've got this amount of money. I want to win a national championship. I'm going to go get the best of the best. Um, from any country in the world. From any country in the world, exactly. Um, to, to bring in, to, to strengthen my program. And, and as a freshman, again, you're competing against guys and girls that have been there for three years already, which emphasizes the fact that you do need to be something pretty special you know, as, as a freshman with, with an incredible athletic resume and athletic history to, to come in and receive an athletic scholarship. Which, yeah, uh, you, you genuinely, like, especially in the men's game, in any sport, to get a scholarship to a Division One school right out of high school as a 17 18 year old student athlete yeah. heading over to the United States for the first time you you need to be one of the best amateur athletes in in, in your country yeah. which means that you're you're some one of the best amateur athletes in the world yeah you, you know like, like like that's those are the types of kids that that, that will get scholarship athletic scholarship. athletic scholarship yeah. straight away to a division one program yeah. and and all you got to do is is Start looking at some Division One rosters and look at internationals and and look at their 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 playing history. Look what they've done 
previous. Like I yeah. said, on, on the women's side, mm-hmm. a little bit different. Like there, there's a, you know, and, and a lot of that is because of Title IX. You yeah. know, Title IX is, is, is the equal opportunity clause in, in college athletics that say that, you know, if, if they're going to spend this much on men's sports, then they have to match that exactly. in, in, in women's sports. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said before, participation numbers in women's sports in, in every country in the world are, are lower, lower than, than that of men's. So you've got a, a smaller pool of girls that, that, and they have to spend the same money on those girls. So you, on average, you're, you're getting girls that are getting bigger scholarships within Division One than, than boys. And there, there's a difference in, in their, their athletic resumes yeah. as well. So, so again, two completely different components based on men's and women's sports and the types of options that are available right away for, for athletic scholarship. And we're talking uh, not only athletic scholarship, but also academic scholarship. So another way to, you know, let's say you don't receive an athletic scholarship, or even if you do, um, you, you can receive one if you're a pretty talented student as not well. pretty talented very well, talented. very talented student as well All right. uh, remember we're talking about freshman here freshman uh student first athlete, year so. entrance so so the, the the like i said the the first first component is is having a, a phenomenal athletic resume second component uh is is having just as impressive of an academic resume yeah you know you you may uh i mean if you have just a phenomenal you know, grades and, and, and SAT scores and, and, and a grade point average coming out of school. Look, you you may be able to qualify at, at Division Ones for a, a large academic scholarship. Yeah. And, and if that academic scholarship drops the total cost of the institution down into a range that you and your family deem to be affordable, then the, the coach is more willing to give you an opportunity to be a part of the athletic program if it's not going to cost them any athletic money. Yeah. So, so it's it's less of a risk for the coach, as you know, instead of having to fork out a large amount athletically, yeah. to be able to to use your academics to then give you a chance to then earn athletic, athletic. money down the track. Exactly. All right. So, so the second component is is you know being strong enough academically to get an academic scholarship from a Division One school, yeah. uh, still being talented athletically, but 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 you know I guess the you're the your first year scholarship is primarily coming from your academics as opposed to athletics. So yeah. that, that's a way to get a scholarship to a division one school, you, you know, and, and you, I think your budget still needs to be pretty good. Yeah. And, and the third component is exactly that budget. Exactly. Like uh, if you're, you know, you still, again, need to be a pretty talented athlete, um, pretty talented student, but let's say you're not eligible for any academic scholarship or any athletic scholarship and you have, a walk-on opportunity essentially is what it, what it's called yep. um, to, to compete for the athletic program to, I guess, be able to afford an NCAA Division One school uh, that tend to have, I guess, more elevated costs. You're going to have to have, you know, a pretty big budget. A budget, uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. If, if, and that, that, again, that's the third component. So yeah. if you don't have a limit to your budget, you know, and there are some families out there that, that you know, and it's unfortunate, like that's just the way of the world, right? Like, the, the more, the more, that, the more spend, that, yeah, yeah, the more that you're willing to spend on on a, on anything, not just a college education, but the more that you're you're willing and able to spend on something, the more options that you can have. Yeah. And and let's say that a Division One, you know, a, a Division One program thinks that look, you, you definitely have some talent athletically, not enough for me to warrant a scholarship. Look, you meet the admission requirements. 
Um, but you're not, you're not at a point that's going to get you any lucrative academic scholarship. You can get into the school. I, I see some ability in you as, a, as an athlete. Um, I'm, I'm happy to give you the opportunity uh, to, to be a walk-on. And that means as a walk-on, you're still given the opportunity to compete at the Division One level, study at a Division One school, you um, but, but you're paying full fees right away, which yeah. means that if, if that's the case, your budget needs to be big. Yeah. And, and every single school is going gonna, is gonna to be different. They set their own costs. Some are as, as expensive as, as $65,000, U.S. dollars a year. Pretty cheap. So, yeah. <laughs> Just a little pocket change there. Yeah. <laughs> um, some are as cheap as maybe you know twenty to twenty five thousand a year, and 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 you're going to get everything in between. So so depending on how much money that that you and your family are, are willing to spend on an opportunity yeah. could determine whether you have a Division One opportunity or not. But the the other two components have to be there as well. You still need to have an impressive athletic resume. You, you still need to have an impressive academic resume yeah uh and and then on top of all that you still have to you got to have the core classes to be eligible and 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 everything else you know to 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 get that opportunity at a division one school so um exactly and we'll touch on that slightly in the next sort of segment and and what we're talking about just then having large financial capabilities if you don't receive any scholarship i guess it's not receiving an ncaa division one scholarship in your first year but you have the opportunity then to go and improve yourself and and receive a scholarship in your second, third, or fourth year if you stay in the NCAA Division One. Most definitely. And and look, like that that's the way that the US system works. Yeah. For for all you student athletes out there that, that think or, or and parents as well that think that you know scholarship is just handed out. And and this is not just division one, this is in any division. All right? Scholarship is not just, just given for the sake of like giving scholarship. Scholarship is earned. Mm-hmm. You either earn that based on what you've accomplished prior to entering college or you earn that over the course of your time in college mm-hmm. by doing the right thing, um, you know, working your backside off athletically, uh, being a good representation and a good representative of that athletic program and that institution. Um, you, you do well in your studies, uh, you know, and, and, and you're, a good, you're a good teammate. You know, like you're just a good person to have around and, 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 and that's what creates a coach's desire to, to help you out you know it, it, it's not just something that you should ever expect to receive and any amount of scholarship whether it be academic athletic any other financial tool like the, it's a it's a it's a privilege mm. you know it, it, it's, it's not a right all right it's a privilege to receive something like that it's a privilege and, to even have an opportunity in the u.s that, to, that, to yeah. Like, yeah yeah <laughs> whether it's from the ncaa division one yeah. or not any opportunity that you receive from another country uh, Someone on the other side of the world yeah. willing to give you an opportunity to come and better yourself, yeah. athletically, academically, yeah. personally. Like that's a that's a it's massive a massive deal, regardless of of the division. So it, it's important to understand. You know, if you're going into this process as a student athlete, you're wanting to go over to the United States and compete in in college. Nothing's going to be handed to you. Nothing at all. Exactly. You, you you will earn everything. And and if you if you've earned that straight away. Great. It can be in one of those three ways. Um, you, you know, if, if you don't earn it straight away, then there's a way to get there. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Exactly. The next segment, we're going to talk about the, the other avenue student athletes can take, international student athletes can take, um, you know, to eventually receive an NCAA Division One scholarship, whether it be academically or athletically. So stay tuned. Last segment, we'll touch on the, the final pathway into the NCAA Division One.
So we just spoke about heading to the NCAA Division One in your first year as a freshman, um, which is certainly possible. Uh, yep. And now we'll talk about, I guess, the other ways in which it can be done, that is receiving a, a scholarship in the NCAA Division One, academically or athletically. Yep. Well, look, a lot of internationals will, you know, maybe take a route through another school to get to the NCAA Division One, yep. which, again, there's a number... Uh, of reasons why this happens. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think it's awesome that it's kind of how the U.S. system is designed. Yeah. You, you know, like I said before, you, you're not just going to be given anything. Like, you, you, you earn everything. Even more so as an international. No, uh, most definitely, yeah. yeah. You, you've got everything to prove as an international because, like I said, they're, they're evaluating you from a video. Yeah. You know, so, so you've got a lot to prove mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a system that, uh, guaranteed to be more athletic, uh, bigger, faster, stronger than anything that you've seen in in, in your home country. Like that, that's it is notorious for that. So, um, like I said, getting to a Division One uh, is certainly possible if you don't go there right from the start. Um, and and look, a lot of internationals will start somewhere else first. Maybe start at a smaller school or in another division, and and that could be for. A number for, of different reasons. Yeah, for a number yeah. of different reasons. Look, you know, they, they may not be academically eligible to go to an NCAA school right from the start. Maybe so even if they're incredibly talented athletically, but it. don't have the grades or don't have the classes, the core classes throughout high school, then, sorry, there's nothing you can really do about that. No, uh, but that, that's why you see unbelievable ac- athletic standards in all divisions. In other because, divisions yeah, exactly. like, because, because it's not everybody... That, that has that academic resume in core classes, grade point average, SAT, mm. to, to, to be in the Division One, like, mm. like, like that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Um, look, the, you may not have the athletic history, you know, or, um, you know, it, it may have just been, let's say that you do have the athletic history, like you just get, didn't get an opportunity. You just didn't, didn't get that opportunity, opportunity because, yeah. again, it's not you that decides that. Like, mm. you can be, you know, again, you could be playing for your country, but it depends on where your country fits in the world of that particular scale, sport. yeah, and yeah. in that particular sport that determines, you know, how, how a coach will perceive your information. Like I talk about this all the time. You know, I, I've got soccer players that that, yeah, you know, I'm, I play in the NPL or, or you know, I'm, I'm a I'm an NPL U20 player. I, I want to go to a Division One school. Well, well, look, you, you're seeing like like Socceroos would would struggle to get into a Division One school on scholarship because yeah. look at look at like like you like. Jacob said before, it's a coach can can pick anyone in the world that they want, and if they want the best of the best, uh, then then they're going to go to the countries specific to their sport that are the best in those sports. So, so for the sake of the the, the example with soccer, like what country are you going to go to to find the best soccer players? You're going to go to Spain. Yeah. You, you're going to go to Italy. You're going to you're going to go to England. You're going to go to South America. Yeah. Like. You're going to go a dozen, 20, 25 places before you think, ah, I'm going to go to Australia or I'm going to go to New Zealand, yeah. you know, to, to find an unbelievably talented footballer. Like, like yeah, you know, the, the country is competitive, but in, in, in the world of football, it's down the list, which means that, you know, if, if that coach can go and get a player that, that played for the Spanish U-20 national team, that's who they're going to scholarship. Where that's who they're going to scholarship straight away. Like, yeah. but but again, it's the same in, in, in each and every sport. So look, you, you could you could use one school as an option to to build 
you know, your, your, your athletic resume. Go in and, and prove yourself, win awards, be an outstanding competitor in another division first to, to then create yeah. that, that athletic resume. Yeah. So that then when it, a, a transition to Division One becomes a much more realistic possibility because you've got some runs on the board. Like yeah. you, you've, you've proven yourself in the U.S. system. Yeah. Um, look, another one. And, and you another, can touch on- another reason why they may not be able to go to an NCAA uh, Division One school in their first year is because they don't have the the budget for it. So that's it. Uh, even even with you know maybe they did receive some kind of athletic and or academic scholarship, but costs still aren't into a range that are affordable for that family. Great example is a school that you know here's, here's a, an actual a realistic real, example, real life example, real life example. Yeah, a, yeah. a school fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You know, Division One school, fifty thousand US a year. Kid had a great academics, got a twenty thousand dollars scholarship uh, for for their academics. The coach said, "Look, you're a good player, willing to give you an opportunity. I'm not going to give you athletic scholarship straight away, but mm-hmm. you get twenty thousand academically. Um, we would we would love to have you." Okay, well, well, that still leaves thirty thousand US to be paid for the year. And and that that athlete had a budget that was probably half of that. Yeah. So so even though the opportunity was there, and 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 they could have gone to a Division One school with an academic scholarship, the the final cost out of pocket was just a little bit too high. You know, really double what they were budgeting. So, yeah. you know, that same skill, that same ability, go and apply that in in another division where that athlete got a better scholarship and, yeah. and, and combine the academics and athletic money to get their costs into a range that was much more affordable. And, and now they're working their way, you know, hopefully towards a, a Division One athletic scholarship in addition to their academic stuff. Yeah. And then they transition there after a year or two. Um, exactly. So those sort of three reasons are, I guess, reasons as to why someone would start somewhere else instead of going straight into the NCAA Division One. They don't have the academic history. Uh, and or the athletic history and or the financial capabilities to afford a school in the NCAA Division One in their first year. So um, they'll start somewhere else uh, with lower academic admission requirements where costs are a little bit smaller and, and are within their, their range, uh, within their budget. Um, and again, it's a chance to, to prove yourself athletically, lift your grades and then and then move on. That's it, man. It's exactly how it works. Um, you, you know, the... The coaches in the NCAA Division One that weren't giving you a scholarship as a, as a first year international coming over to the United States for the yeah. first time with all those question marks. So, firstly, is this athlete going to be the the athlete that I saw in the video? Is this athlete going to settle into a full time training schedule away from mom and dad, away from home for the first time? Is this athlete going to maintain their grades? Is this athlete going to stay out of trouble? Are they going to fit in socially? Yeah, like, yeah there's so like, many different questions. There's so many coach, different question marks yeah. that a coach will ask before making the decision to scholarship yeah. an international that, that's coming over for the first time. And, and and that's the reason why you know students will head maybe to a junior college for two yeah. years, prove themselves, be be elite at that level and and then move on yeah. to division 1. You know, go to an NAIA school, go to a division 3 or a division 2 school, absolutely smash it. Yeah. You know, and 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 then advance to a division 1 because you've proven yourself. Because you know, I think that's that's the 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 key thing here. It, it's coaches are a lot more comfortable spending a large portion of their budget, which which it is because I guess for for the big NCAA division 1 schools, again that that costs a little bit more. 
for a coach to be able to make it more affordable for an international, they have to scholarship a large amount. So therefore, they're using a large portion of their budget on an international athlete to bring costs down. And if they're going to do that, like like we said, you've yeah, got well, to be something you know, special like, in your first year. Uh, again, you know, think about it this way, right? Like, let's let's say you know, let's say the particular Division One school that we're talking about is fifty thousand dollars a year. Great example, and it makes my math easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, fifty thousand dollars a year. All right, and, and and that coach has a million a million dollars to spend. Hmm. You know, and, and, and they've got, uh, you know, let's say a soccer program. You know, they got a million dollars to spend on soccer players. That sounds phenomenal, hmm. right? Like, but the, the administration wants 35 players in that program, okay? And, and the cost is $50,000. So, so really, your scholarship budget only covers 20 out of 35 players. Hmm. Even though it's a million dollars, the school's 50 grand a year. So that, yeah. that million only goes to 20 of those players that can be 20 full scholarships or or, or that can be you, you know a, a, a piece of that scholarship budget broken up between all 35 players that's the coach's decision to make yeah and and they will do whatever they want um so so again it's 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 one of those things that it, it all depends on on the budget that a coach has it all depends on the overall cost of the institution it all depends on uh, the, the budget of, of the family and the athlete that's being considered yeah. it certainly you know stems on on that athlete's academic credentials and, and and how much they can potentially qualify if any in academic scholarship before they even factor in yeah. the athletic component if there is going to be an athletic component to a scholarship package so yeah. you know again all those things come into play when when considering going straight to a division one school right from the start and yeah that, that, hopefully that makes sense to everybody <laughs> it certainly should uh now matt just to sum it up quickly we'll wrap up the episodes in order to receive an ncaa division one scholarship you need to what well if you if you're going to go to a division one school right away in your first year uh you better have an unbelievable academic resume coming out of high school yeah uh and and or i would say both yeah. uh, a fantastic athletic resume with phenomenal video footage and, and like i said they're, they're, to, to to leave no question in, in that coach's mind that that you are academically capable athletically capable to make an impact right away and look, that's only a small percentage of, of student athletes coming out of high school. That's a very is, small percentage. Exactly, which is completely fine because if that isn't you, there's other avenues for you. The, the U.S. system, as you said, was was built to, to get the best out of every athlete and there's different pathways to different sort of outcomes depending on what, what your goal is. Um, so if that isn't you in your first year, that's completely fine. Right, if, if that's... If that's not you throughout your entire collegiate experience, that yeah. that's fine too. Yeah. Because you're still going to get an unbelievably competitive and, and you know awesome sporting environment. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get great academics. You're still going to get you know the, the the same great experience in any single division of of, of U.S. collegiate sport. Yeah. I think that's that's the important thing. Like everybody looks at at, at Division One as the best. Like. Yeah, Division One is the best, but is it the best is it the you. best for you? Yeah. You know, where, where do you fit? Like, if 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 you're not going to have any opportunity to 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 accomplish what you want at the Division One level, then I would say that's that's not the best mm-hmm. for you. 
you, you, you should you should spend your collegiate career in the NAIA or, or in, in Division two or maybe Division three. Start in junior college, prove yourself, and then maybe go to a Division one school. Yeah. You know, so so again, it's 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 not about what's the best in general. It's about what's best for you. And, and, and I think that that's what we're here, you know, as an organization to do is, is look at an athlete, look at their academics, look at, you know, who's looking for what o- over there and, and figure out what is the best pathway to get the most uh, success and, and, the, and, and the most positive experience for every single student athlete that yep. we work with on our program. And, yep. and that's, that's the name of the game. Exactly. And uh, like you said, heading to a junior college or an NAIA school first, maybe NCAA Division three or two. Um, if the goal is to get to the NCAA Division One on, on scholarship or receive some sort of scholarship, um, which a lot of people would need to do in order to make it affordable, work hard in your classes uh, at, 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 you know, at your first school, lift your grades, uh, I guess formulate a good American GPA, um, work hard on the pitch or in the pool or on the golf course or on the track, whatever your sport is. On the court. Exactly, dominate in that particular division to begin with and, and you will be noticed. That's it. Like, if, if you are one of the most dominant athletes within any division, yeah. anywhere, you're, you're getting national recognition for that. Mm. National recognition is something that any Division One program is going to pay a lot of attention to and say, oh, well, you're getting national rec- recognition there. Uh, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't mind recruiting a kid who's experienced. I know it is has maintained their grades, is, is obviously fitting in socially, uh, is, is, is doing all the right things within their current experience to say that, that they're, they're willing, you know, that, that I'm willing to invest in that athlete to, to come and, and be a part of my program. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants it all and they want it now, as you mentioned before, but you, know, you don't just go straight to Manchester United or play for the LA Lakers because you want to. Like everyone in those particular positions at those clubs, like earned their positions no you don't you Uh, don't just same with ncaa division one you don't skip yeah you can't skip steps you know you like you you can't just say yep i'm gonna be a professional athlete and then bang you are one no i think that would be that would be a great thing that'd be awesome yeah that'd be be awesome (laughs) yeah i'd be uh scoring goals for i probably wouldn't be scoring goals but i'd be playing for manchester united i'd be scoring goals for manchester united (laughs) I'd be I score like forty five goals a season. If only I'd, it I'd was be the that best. Easy. I'd be the best. If, if only it was that easy. Because I don't want, I don't want to just be any professional athlete. I want to be the best one ever. So bang, no. But <laughs> that takes again. That takes work. The U.S. system yeah. it, it will will teach you what it takes to 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 be a professional. You, it, it, it nothing is handed to you. Everything is earned. Uh, and, and and certainly you you will never just be handed. Uh, an NCAA Division One scholarship, unless you earn that, whether that's your first year, whether that's as a transfer, at, at any point in time, yeah. you you earn that 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 respect, you earn that right, you earn that privilege to to represent you know a, a, a bigger school with, with a with a big athletic program and things like that. So um, the best thing that any of you student athletes that are listening can do be ready to work. Yeah, all right. Have have the mentality. No matter which avenue you take, yeah. No matter we start somewhere else or go straight into the NCAA Division One, like be prepared to work. That's it. You know, it's, it's not it, easy being a student athlete. No, uh, but it's very rewarding. That's it. And and you you earn absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, when when I, I think the best bit of advice that I can give to to anybody and, and what the U.S. system 
um, you, you know, it teaches you to do. And you hear this coming from a lot of professional athletes is, is that as soon as you can remove yourself from your thought process, turn up to training every single day to make your teammate better. You know, go, go in every day, work your backside off to make your teammate better. And, and, and if you can do that and, and know that you've done everything possible to make your teammate better, then, then you've also improved yourself. But you've had the right sort of attitude in doing that. And, and, and you should expect the same from all your teammates. Mm. If, if they're not putting in the effort, they're not helping make you better. So, so that, that's what you're going to find in college athletics. So the earlier that you can adopt a mentality like that and, 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 and go about your business in that way, the, the more prepared that you're going to be for an opportunity you know, in, in the United States. So I'll leave it at that. There we go. Uh, well, look, we'll, uh, we'll finish up episode 70, right 70. Now, 30 away from 100. We're so close. Um, I am 360 podcast, the International Athlete Management 360 podcast. Um, it's our very first episode with that particular name. Sounds good, doesn't Still it? Still covering A to Z of college recruiting, uh, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities. I didn't say that at the very start. I forgot. Um, but uh, look, it's going to take it's going to take a bit of time. Take a bit to, of getting used to, but <laughs> exactly. we're still here. We're here for you. We need your support. Yep. Remember to subscribe. Remember to like us. Um, give us some star ratings. Find us on Spotify. Find us on any other podcast app. Watch us on YouTube. Biggity bam. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. But uh, yeah, be tuned. Uh, tuned in next week for episode seventy-one. Thanks, guys. See you guys. <laughs>